This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. Gonna paint your wagon, gonna paint it fine, gonna use oil-based paint cause the wood is pine. Ponderosa Pine. Ooh. <laughs> Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. <laughs> ah. <laughs> God, <laughs> what are we doing? It's a clip show. Oh, that it's means, so bad. That means we uh, have no idea what we're that doing. That means we've prepared so many other things for this episode. Because you got to fill content. Because this episode is... Because the creators of the show didn't want to. Nope, they didn't. So why should we? So, God. All right. Here we go. Hi, everyone. My name's Alan. And my name is Greg. <sighs> I am your host, Joined by my co-host, hey, hold on, Alan. <laughs> Wait, I, I thought, hmm, aren't we? We're both co-hosts. Well, we're not, on equal footing. Not today. Oh, now it's Greg's time to shine. What, when did this happen? Hmm? Um, I made an executive decision. All right, that's probably the right choice. Off air. <laughs> <laughs> I really um, wasn't pulling my weight <laughs> these days. <laughs> I don't think anybody is these days. Uh, I'm definitely not. Uh, well, but I managed hey, to... Hey, you have a job. <laughs> I do, in a way. <laughs> I I kind of have this... The, I kinda, I'm kind of Lee Marvin in this, <laughs> in this episode. I just dance around as a cowboy at mm. uh, Heritage Park, singing... Do you sing songs? Eventually, yeah. Um, I eventually sing... What does sing... that mean, eventually? <laughs> well... Like, not at the beginning of the day, but at around noon every okay. day, I sing um, Coney Island Babe, actually. Ah. Yeah. Such as the B-sharp sing. <laughs> Goodbye, my Coney Island baby. Hello, my one true love. One true love. That's the one. Yep. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, cool. I don't have a job. Yeah, um, so many people don't. <laughs> uh, mine only lasts until September, so let's not get uh, fair. fucking carried it's a, away here. It's a uh, contractual position. It's a Band-Aid, mm. is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a festering wound, and we were like, oh, good I- here's a good idea. Let's put a Band-Aid on mm. it and not check it for a month and a half. Yeah, and then it's like bubbling pus. Yeah. By the time I take it off, there'll be pus. Yeah. I'll have to amputate the leg. This is a great metaphor. We're (laughs) veering around in and out of things. Um, We're talking about a clip show today, so this is kind of the format. We're playing fast and loose right now. Playing fast and loose. I... Uh, guys, we've we've been leading up to this. We've told people to send us some messages and whatnot, so we do have a lot of mailbag to get through, so uh, that's probably going to be a bigger bulk of this episode than talking about the... All singing, all dancing, but normally we'd do a bunch of like <laughs> bullshit before we actually talk about the episode, but let's just dive right in. Sure, let's do because it. Because let's get this over with. Uh, this is <laughs> All Singing, All Dancing, the 11th episode of season nine, written by Steve O'Donnell and directed by Mark Irvin. Original air date January 4th, 19... 
1998. Is yeah. Steve O'Donnell a real person, or is that just like a writer's... No, he is a real person because he actually he also wrote The Joy of Sect, which is not come oh. up yet, but it, in production order, it came before this one. So he wrote that one first. Okay. And then this one, and then they had to, you know, fill in the, the time yeah. slot, so yeah. they just shoved it in there. Um, what a shame! It's a clip show. It's a singing clip. It's basically a clip show of songs. Why? And what is there? What is there to say about clip shows in in Simpsons that we haven't said already? Probably not much. They're I mean, lazy. I don't remember what we said, <laughs> but I'm sure. Yeah, like yeah, lazy. Uh, usually, it's like the writers. Like you, you give some kind of credence to the writers because they didn't want to do it yeah I'm they rarely are like yeah let's do a clip show this will be great it's like the, the production company or whatnot are like hey we need more episodes and we need a clip show because clip shows work well for syndication they sure do um they're a way to and in a get- way especially this one because the clips are very long right and you know the idea is to to kind of draw viewers in um so if you were a layman and never seen the simpsons before and you're in you know uh, January of 98 and you're flipping to the television and you're like, hey, what's this weird cartoon? And then it shows all these clips from other episodes. You you might be like, hey, those look great. Yeah, I want to watch the show now. That's and the idea. That's the purpose. Because of the nature of syndication and because of the nature of the way that I watched The Simpsons as a kid, which was almost exclusively in syndication, because I didn't have Fox, we just had the CBC, and as we've talked about before, 5 p.m., Simpsons comes on for an hour, and it was great. And because of that, some of these songs were, the this was this episode was some of the first times I'd seen some of these songs. See, that's interesting. It didn't happen with this episode for me, but it definitely did with earlier clip shows. So like yeah. the the one, the April Fool's one where, you know, for example, Homer's in the hospital. So it shows like, oh, you've been hitting the head a bunch of times. I remember seeing a lot of those clips long before I saw the episodes they were from. Yeah. Uh, but this one I always remember because by this point, I'm watching it every Sunday. And I would say like for a good five or six years by now. It's Yeah, it's important, you know, for, for, me. It's important for everybody to remember that you are 23 years older than I am. <laughs> that's, that's correct. Yeah. I, am, I am currently 72. Uh, <laughs> which makes you a, a, a spry 49. Yeah, healthy um, 49. <laughs> guys, 2020 has aged us all. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I do remember watching all of these clips uh, on the episodes that they aired on long before this episode. And I think that might color why I dislike this one a lot more Yeah, uh, versus some of the other clip shows. And that's not to say I ever really like any of the other clip shows, but some of them do have that kind of nostalgia piece where I'm like, oh, I remember watching this and being like, you know, it's kind of entertaining because it's a bunch of clips of funny stuff that I hadn't seen before. I think for me, what makes, because I think we're both in agreement, this is the worst clip show by far. Yeah. I and think it's because of the wraparound. Yes. For me. It's I I agree and plus one more thing. Okay. I think the wraparound is so bad. Yes. It's so lazy it's and it's so painful to watch. Yeah. Um but the way that they edit certain clips together, there is no artistry to it whatsoever. Like what you just mentioned with Homer in the hospital and him getting hit in the head a bunch of times. It's funny because they string together just fast clips of him getting hit in the head. Like it's, it, there's editing going on. They're they're pulling things from different areas. They're they're putting th- they're putting clips together in a way that you haven't seen before. But the very nature of this clip show makes it impossible for them to do that because they have to 
play the full song. There's there's uh, videos on YouTube about a lot of things that are supercuts. I'm sure everyone knows about this. Supercut, you know. yeah. But uh, well, they'll where they'll take something like um, some of my favorites are from movies where they'll do something like. Oh, people never say goodbye in movies on the phone. Yeah, and there'll be a supercut of some of people just hanging up the phone in mid conversation, and you're just like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> the other person might be like, "Hello, I, I wasn't done." Um, you know who does it really great? Who's that? Al Pacino in Heat. <laughs> he's like, he's he's like, uh, there's there's this one specific moment uh-huh. in Heat where he's like. Um, He's like, I want them all followed, and I want it all. I want surveillance on them, and I want it done tonight. Click. <laughs> <laughs> the other line's like, all right, yeah, we can do that. So where exactly should... Uh, hello? hello? <laughs> Detective? Detective oh, Hannah? Must have lost him. Um, should we call him back? But that's but that's kind of what what you're talking about, right? Is the uh, the artistry to the earlier clip shows, and maybe because they <laughs> maybe were trying to put some artistry in them, you know, like they they didn't want to do clip show, but they're like, if we're gonna do them, let's do them in an interesting way, and that's arguably their thesis for all the clip shows when when you think about it, even if they're hit or miss, even with this one, yeah. Um, and you know, because there's also I think it's in this probably the same one where it shows Homer like saying mm to various things, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, and like the, those are supercuts essentially. And nowadays, yeah, you can just find those on YouTube, and people put them together on YouTube, and they're fun to watch. Not as a episode of television. Like I would never want to watch a supercut of an episode of television, which is what a clip show essentially is. With commercials, is. yeah. And I was thinking about this too, like the fact that it's such an archaic thing now because the way of like streaming and uh, the internet and all that kind of stuff. Like, is there a show that you can think of that has done a clip show recently? <laughs> Like post twenty ten, I even post twenty ten. When when did even, when did even Scrubs go off the air? Scrubs was uh, I think two thousand nine. Two thousand nine over, yeah, because it was two thousand three. It started, I believe. So they did about eight, they, eight they seasons. Did, they did nine seasons, right? Well, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> they did. Medical school <laughs> season nine. Um, not originally supposed to be called Scrubs. Nope. It was supposed to be a spinoff, and then they're like, let's just call it Scrubs. Whatever. Yeah, why not? Um. Nine seasons, yeah, I guess that would have been 2011 then, or 2012-ish, somewhere around there. Because I remember them very late it, in their run doing, oh, yeah. doing a clip show. I know they did clip shows at least a couple times in the run, but I don't recall if there was a late one. Anyway, either way, like uh, How You Met Your Mother is a more recent uh, sitcom. that Did they do a clip show? No. I don't, oh, at least as, as far as I can remember. And someone might. I, I watched every episode. I don't think they yeah, did. Yeah, I literally <laughs> just rewatched almost the entire series because. <laughs> Because a lot of time what else what the fuck else um, are you supposed to do <laughs> and it's a good show to have on when i'm writing trivia and shit um that's, that's true it's yeah. it's still it's a it's not a good show no it's not thing. it's not but a it's good like show. it's this weird like comfort where i'm just like i can put it on and not give a shit and if i need to like oh shit it's five o'clock i need to go do something i can turn off an episode and not care mm-hmm. you know um but i watched it all recently and i don't remember a clip show and i was thinking about that and i'm like is that is it like even for a show like that, which was arguably still a like network sitcom? Very much so. Uh, it's not really a thing that they do anymore. And I wonder if also DVDs have helped that, like DVD box sets, because maybe they don't, they're like, hey, our uh, fan base is good enough that we don't need to make a clip show. But to get more people into the fan or into the show, we just release the DVD sets and hope people buy them and then get into it that way. Because that became a big thing mm-hmm. uh, in their late. Uh, I'd say mid two thousands actually, with like um, 
Arrested Development, uh, Family Guy. Like there were shows that like gained popularity because of the DVD sets. You know? Yeah, yeah. Family Guy got Family uncanceled. Guy got uncanceled because their DVDs sold so well. In a way, so did Arrested Development. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing, and it is a bit weird that um, Simpsons in '98 was still doing it, but at the same time, it's almost weirder that no one else was doing it post that. If that makes sense. Um, from my understanding, they have one more clip show after this. Really? Yes. And I don't remember what it is. I was going to look it up, but I forgot to. I was hoping you would know off the top of your head. No, because I don't think I've seen it. I would be when shocked I was about if this, I'd it was, seen it. It was saying this was the penultimate clip show. Oh, wow. That's why I was like, okay, they have one other, which is the other one. Um, so maybe you can find that. Yeah, one. I'm going to definitely try and look in that up. I, I hope it's like season 30. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like this year. Uh but yeah, so here's the thing about this one. So this one is, uh, as you said, like uh, songs. They're just the songs. Mm-hmm. And not all of them, obviously. There's a lot of great songs in The Simpsons over the years. And their wraparound is this weird mu- pseudo-musical. But It's such a... It's uh, so, so bad. bad. And there's no effort put into it. And I was thinking, like, A, why hasn't The Simpsons done a full musical episode? Like this, but without yeah. clips, you know, all original. But good, you know. But good, but yeah. like put some effort into it because they do write really good songs when they put the effort in. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it was a lot of uh, parodies or um, satires of other songs like See My Vest or, you know, things like that, it would still be great. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of made me lament the fact that this is the closest they came to an entire musical episode. Um, because the the singing is so it's like it's like shitty Sondheim. <laughs> it it is you know compl- where it's it, like, it is a, it's a it's like a it's it's a sing through mm-hmm. after a certain point. Yeah, as like basically when Paint Your Wagon starts, it becomes a sung through yes. musical. And but I, I say shitty Sondheim because uh, I'm not a big Sondheim fan, and I think a big reason for that is because. Sondheim very much, for the most part, like writes his songs in the moment. I don't know if this makes sense, but like, there's no like, there's no song you can take out of context that would be a, a breakout hit, as they say. Right, right, right. It's that's, like, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it's like, oh, like here's the song, and like there's some like themes and motifs that, that kind of continue throughout uh, most of his musicals, but for the most part, it's like it's one cohesive thing. It's not like the songs are their own thing. And that's, for me, I prefer that uh, over Sondheim. I prefer like, uh, I don't know, Wicked. Wait, was Wicked Sondheim? No. What was Wicked? Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found that other thing yet? I did, yeah. <laughs> okay. I did, actually. Um, so this... You tell me about this, the clip show, and I'll look up some <laughs> wicked. Yeah, so uh, they're 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 counting behind the laughter in this, but I oh. I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, because um, that's all new material. It's mostly new material. I mean, yeah. They do have a bunch of of clips, but the uh, uh, this episode is a clip show. It features clips from previous episodes. Uh, Gump roast is what it's called, I guess. The fuck. Um, let's see. Is the seventeenth episode of season thirteen, The Simpsons and 
Uh, it's the 286th episode overall. Um, let's see what the synopsis is. The Friars Club roasts Homer with help from clips from past episodes, but don't okay. call it a clip show. What? <laughs> what? Why? That's just the that's that's the published synopsis. Okay. Is all. <laughs> well, it is a clip show, so get yeah, out of here. It's a clip show. So that's that's the final one. Yeah. I'd say not behind the laughter. Yeah, I I, I don't think behind the laughter. That should really, not count as a clip show. Really is one, because uh, it there's so much new material. It's and there's so much of a plot to it. Yeah, it's like and it's such a good episode. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Um, Wicked was Stephen Schwartz, by the way. So that's why I was kind of I was like Stephen, really Stephen something, yeah. really close. <laughs> yeah, um, but I I prefer that style of musical where you can listen to like Defying Gravity and enjoy that song on its own. Sure versus like um into the woods where if you listen to any song from into the woods you're like what oh, song okay. is this what's <laughs> it's the baker doing a thing i guess yeah. i don't know um, um but that's what oh, this man. feels like in in this episode right it feels like like obviously there's no cohesive song in these wraparounds paint your wagon's the closest but that's like ignoring that once the, the family starts singing it's just like this weird um oh no here comes snake you know, like it's just it's just fucking stupid. Like they're just they they wrote a normal plot and then just made them sing each verse. You know what? It actually, you know, what, um, just as a a little bit of a uh, nerd here, mm-hmm. I think more than Sondheim, it reminds me of like Les Mis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, who is Les Mis? I Weber. don't. Uh, sorry, Weber, right? Anthony Lloyd uh, Weber. A- Andrew Lloyd Weber. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, his brother. <laughs> Oh right, his brother Anthony. My bad. Anthony My bad. I, yeah, you're they right. both had the middle name Lloyd. It was yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, uh, name for their father. <laughs> Lloyd Minster Web- Weber. Um, <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Weber. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but that Lee Miz is a, is him, right? Uh no. Oh shit. No, no, it's not. I'm so um, guys. I'm so sorry for anyone out there who are big musical fans. I'm butchering all this musical. No, knowledge. Claude Michel Schoenberg weird yeah that's who who does the <laughs> music and the book the lyrics are by other people it's a big collaborative thing based on the victor Why hugo i always no, think no. it was Weber. you're thinking of phantom of the opera which is much worse <laughs> miserable miserable of the opera uh les mis to me is like no but yes i i, I agree with you 100 percent. some of the songs in les mis are very like i dreamed a dream and one more time for revolution all that shit and it like some Master of them of the house yes keeper of the corn, some of them give me lots of food i'm gonna kill you yeah some of them are <laughs> catchy um yeah, that's but so, so many of them are just melodic talking what do you mean javert that's the one <laughs> I stole a loaf of bread. <laughs> Prisoner 24601. <laughs> Get back here. <laughs> when can you start? <laughs> we go into re- <laughs> rehearsals when now this you're is all done. singing live on camera because I'm Tom Hooper. And I'm going to keep it uh, <laughs> two inches from your face. You know what? That's why, because uh, Tom Hooper, it was Tom Hooper, right? Yep. Okay, Tom Hooper did Les Mis mu- movie and yep. also Cats movie. Cats. And that's why I think I... For some reason, thought it was Weber. Also, cross pollination yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The the music's bad in this episode, and but also the plot's bad. Like Snake comes in and threatens a family, and then leaves twice, and then comes back in and literally tries to shoot them all. Yep. Like, do you remember the uh, in Shaun of the Dead? Um, Maybe I've only seen it. I know one and, and a half and times, you, and you cried. 
Um, well, that's <laughs> it. Shouldn't be a comedy if it's going to make me cry. I don't. I wasn't ready. Yes, we've been over this. <laughs> Uh, but there's a moment in that movie that I think is really powerful where, uh, Cy, not Simon, that's the name of the actor. Um, uh, whoever the nerdy guy is, I can't remember the, uh, character's name. Sean. No, no, <laughs> not the main guy. <laughs> Nigel. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's the guy who like is jealous of Sean because he's in love with Liz. Sure. Anyway, he at one point, uh, grabs the gun. Uh, points it at Sean, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" whoa, whoa and then he pulls the trigger, and it's empty. Oh, like, I the remember gun is this. Empty. Yeah, I remember this. And part. then there, and then you, there's this moment where it's like, "Shit, you actually just tried to kill me." Like, it's one thing to point a gun at me, but it's another to actually pull the trigger, thinking you're going to kill me. And I just remember like that moment being like, "Oh shit!" Like, because then he's like, "Well, I'm out of here." Like, because he's like, "I'm clearly like they, you all hate me now, so I'm gonna leave." Um, and that's like the weird thing it reminded me of in this because, but it's played for laughs, <laughs> where Snake well, a points way, a gun at five different people and pulls the trigger, yeah. and including a baby, including a baby, and well, pointedly a baby, yeah, and then is just like, oh shit, I don't have any ammo, goodbye, and I'm like, why? Who? Who? Uh, this isn't funny. <laughs> this is very sad. Uh, there's a part in Lost too where I think. Uh, Jack tries to kill John Locke, and the same thing happens. And you're like, "Oh shit, he was <laughs> he was gonna and, do it." Yeah, because and then Locke's like, "It's not loaded, Jack." <laughs> like, kind of matter of factly, and you're like, "Fuck, <laughs> he's he's got the power now for sure." Yeah, but you know, Jack's a shithead. I mean, so. Jack's kind of a kind of a chud. Yeah, uh, <laughs> chud. <laughs> <laughs> Cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I never thought about it that way, but that tracks. <laughs> yeah, go watch. back to episode Next time one. You watch it. Just think about <laughs> Oh dear. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, there's not much else to say about this episode. We know, like, we knew coming in, it was there's not much to talk about uh, because it's a clip show. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the the choice of songs that they picked? I, I. For the most part, I don't understand them. Yeah, because they don't really have uh, a theme. Because we start out, uh, I I said this during the when we were both watching it. Um, we start out with a diegetic song, with the B sharps coming out oh, right, and yeah. singing on on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's like what I mean by that is like there's it's a live musical performance in the world of that scene. Everyone else is hearing that music as well. It's uh, it, they're seeing it performed. Yeah. Then we follow it up by Spring in Springfield. Yeah, which, I mean, here's the thing. You could argue most of these clips were diegetic. You, that's true. They the, do. The music, less so in some of them, like mm-hmm. in uh, Who Needs a Quickie Mart, for example, we don't see a band playing that music. Yeah, um, but they do make a point of it in Spring in Springfield. Yes. That's good. Yeah. Um, but like some of them aren't like the monorail one is like is and isn't. Yeah, it's got kind of because he's yeah. playing the piano, but then a bigger you know band kind of starts playing after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Stone the we do we do definitely not diegetic. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like it has this weird mix of of diegetic and non diegetic sound uh music where it's like and it's 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 just weird. And I found it more weird that 
it starts with a bit of a theme, like a theme where it's like, well, Homer, here's all the times you've sang. And they really throw it out. And yeah, and, and then it's like, Bart, you've also sang like a girl. And it's like, what, what are we doing? That's the uh, joke. <laughs> and then eventually it's just like, yeah, singing's great. Am I right? And then it's just a bunch of songs. They don't like, focus oh, on Lisa. You just, yeah, you they just definitely you just got rid don't of that focus idea. on Marge, which yeah. is, I mean, fair enough. But like, we really should have got um, morals and ethics. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Like, that would have been a fun, like, if you're, again, if you're using the clip show format, uh, w- this is something I liked about the love one. I think what we mentioned probably when we covered that one, uh, there's like, um, Marge is like, well, what about uh, when, uh, you know, Aunt Selma almost got married? And then it's like, soon I will kill you. Oh, no, 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 never mind. Nope. That's, that's a bad one. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's fun. That's a funny use of the format. You know, yeah. if you're going to do a clip show is to have the characters kind of comment on the clips in their memory. And you okay. could have done that with, with, you know, after Spring and Springfield's like, well, Marge, you also sang that day. Morals and ethics and carnal forbearance, well, we and then it just cuts back, yeah. and it's like it's like, oh right, no, you'd never finish that. Song. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Something. Yeah, that's a good joke. That would be a good yeah. joke, and it would change up the pacing. It would yeah. make the pacing a little faster. This episode is so slow. It is slow. It's also um, like it, the ending surprised me. I thought there was a lot more. So like it did, but it didn't feel quick. I don't know if that makes sense, but like I di- I didn't feel a natural ending to the episode. It was it was too much and not enough. <laughs> yeah, all at the same much. time, it was the James Bond thing: everything or nothing. Yeah, because when you think about it, they only do like I don't know six clips. It's um, yeah, it's not much. It's not I had, much. I had it here, uh, because because they're songs, and yep. so the songs are quite long, um, you know, and so that part of me is like, well, at least like these are songs I enjoy. So like those parts weren't painful to watch, but so they had one, two, three, had four, they four, put out a compilation album of all these nine songs, clips. yeah, nine clips, nine clips, yeah, oh. uh, like a music album, yeah, yeah, songs in the key of Springfield. So that had come out. Oh, like by the time this episode aired, yeah, I think so. Let me double check, but because uh, um, my understanding is that album came out fairly early, um, like because I think there's some notable m- things missing yeah. that are in like season eight or something, mm-hmm. um. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, soundtrack album, June 1997. Okay. I'm oh, sorry, uh, March March 1997. Oh, UK. Anyway. Uh, right. <laughs> Release date, March 18th, 1997. Okay. In the, uh, the colonies. Um, and yeah, so a year, uh, a year before this okay. episode. Okay. So that's already out. That's all you need. That's really, literally all you need if you want. And then there's more clips too. But it's also, it's kind of what we talked about with uh, clip shows in general is a lot of times taking out of context, these songs aren't as good. They're not. You know? Absolutely not. Um, It's not that they're bad, but it's like in the context of the episode, they just make it that much more interesting. Like even See My Vest, which is one I really like. Mm-hmm. The, you, you miss the end where Bart's humming along, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just yeah, I don't know. There's just something something missing when you just see the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a good way to segue. Mm-hmm. Talking about our favorite songs of The Simpsons. Agreed. Let's do it. <laughs> we have made lists of our top five, and then a couple honorable mentions as we usually do. do. Um. So, yeah, let's start with our honorable mentions. Let's start there. And I just want to say real quick, let's see. One, two, 
three of my five were in this clip show. Let me see here. One, and three two, of my five as well. And the two honorable mentions were not. Uh, my two honorable mentions. My two honorable mentions are. Can I borrow a feeling? Very nice. Because it's. I struggle to put it in my top five because it's more of a comedic beat than it is like a good song. And a very obviously good. Like it's not beat. meant to be a good song, but I still kind of love it because it's Kirk and because it's. It has context some hot and, saxophone though. <laughs> it certainly does. Uh, and then Mediocre Presidents is the other one. Mediocre Presidents. Mm-hmm. We are the Mediocre oh. Presidents. You won't find our faces on dollars or on cents. I remember when we did this Tyler. episode, you were so into it. That's all good. I'm glad so it made it on your the only list. reason I know who William Henry Harrison is. <laughs> he died in 30 died, days. Died in 30 and I will days. Always rem- that's like yeah. a fun trivia fact I'll never forget, thanks yeah. to The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, even like Taylor, Tyler, uh, Fillmore and Hayes like so like I can remember those four presidents I know nothing about them I know they existed because of this song Zachary Taylor mm-hmm. Millard Fillmore mm-hmm. Rutherford B. Hayes mm-hmm. I don't know Tyler though uh, James Tyler I want to say or James Taylor James Taylor wait a minute Ah, <laughs> uh, who cares doesn't matter mediocre presidents <laughs> yeah you won't see them at museum <laughs> um Okay, my two honorable mentions are O Streetcar. Of course. Just the musical. Just, yeah. The whole fucking thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, another one is uh, The Spring in Springfield is an honorable oh, yeah. mention. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number five is the Monorail song. Mine too. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo. I love that song, but I like, especially rewatching it this time, I'm like, there's not much to it though. No, nope. like, nope. it doesn't go on long, but like, the button of Homer at the end is so choice. So funny. It's it, so it just funny. bumps it up into the top five for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, number four, see my vest. Mine too. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're going to differ on three. Oh, probably. I guarantee uh, it. And then for see my vest, uh, again, like, it was it's near the top it's it's a complete parody mm-hmm. and that's why it's less because i like the original ones a lot better mm-hmm. um but it's just such a well-made parody it's so good and as we said in our episode and we said while we were watching it, it it's what makes that episode fine turn into a great episode yeah that moment makes it a great episode yeah and it it's pretty much stays i remember watching it and being like this episode's it's pretty fine. And yeah. then when he sings the song all the way to the end, it's really funny. It's basically introducing Burns into the plot yeah. just makes that episode way better. Truly does. Yeah. It's uh and I, I don't think I've been that I don't think uh in a late introduction of a character into an episode has ever <laughs> done that as well. As well, yeah. Yeah. Um I'll go first Great. for number three. Um checking in. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> I considered I considered that because I, I do. I think that's a great song, and I've I said it on that episode. Yeah. It's it's the high point of that episode for me. So good. Um, but uh, again, I think I think it's just there's not enough to it for me. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I think I think if there was a bit more to it, I would probably rate it higher. But I think I'll, I mean I I I'm probably also just coloring it with being in an episode I dislike. So. Yeah, you're miffed about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, but I did like looking at that one. I was like, yeah, that's a good song. Uh, my number t- my number three is We Do. Okay. We Do. That's my number two. It's a Stonecutter song. It's yep. great. It's the Stonecutter song, and it's awesome. Um, my number two, so that's not your number two. Yeah. My number two is Talking Softball. Oh, great. Yeah. From Homer at the Bat. A really nice, very, very uh, light parody. Yeah. And there was a couple ones, like the Hank Scorpio song, or like where I'm like, oh, yeah, these are good songs that are like only in the credits. So they're like, yeah. I, I understand why they wouldn't put them in the, in the clip show, but... Uh, they they do some good credit songs. <laughs> they really do. Some of them they put a lot of effort into. Yeah, Scorpio. Um, the other one, uh, it's not a credit song, but it feels like one. Is the uh, Flame and Mose uh, song? Oh yeah. Let's all go to Flame and Mose. Like they they uh, evoke cheers so well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, what's your number one? We should say it at the same time because I think it's the same one. Doctor Zayas. Stop the planet of the apes! Yeah. I want to get off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I put Doctor Zayas, but yeah, I mean that whole that whole segment really yeah. is because it's, it's it's a kinda... two minute powerhouse performance. Yeah, oh, it's so fucking good, and that's the you know that's the one that I lamented the most uh, not being in this episode. Yeah, it's weird that it wasn't, but also like none of the stage show like O Street Car wasn't in it either. Nope. And that would have been a really great time to focus on Marge, baby. Totally. And that's what <laughs> idiots. That's what was weird is they have that this weird premise to the episode where it's like. Um, Homer's like, I hate singing. Singing's dumb. And they're like, wait a minute, Homer, you sing a lot. And then the first clip is him when he's in a band. <laughs> Why? Like, that's insane. <laughs> he's in a band. It's like if you were friends with, like, Paul McCartney, and he's like, ah, I just don't like singing, you guys. You're like, what? you were the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> and Wings. <laughs> the far superior group. The far superior group. group. And... <laughs> As we all know. And you did your solo stuff. Like, you're still singing to the, this day. It's just weird. It's a weird, like, premise. Yeah, but it was never his passion, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what his passion was? Mm. A ripping lentil soup? Hmm? Uh, who are we talking? Homer or Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney. Oh. What's his true passion? Well, you said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you said, hmm, as in I got it wrong, so. <laughs> just want to make sure we were talking about the same person. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, which, that's our top. I just, I just, I, I wish that, cause I, I, I actually, here's the thing. The episode starts and it's, I'm not, I'm not against it. The paint your wagon, like the lead up to the paint your wagon, uh, thing. <laughs> and then that, that, because, okay. We I think it's a, a funny real, gag. Uh, we should mention it's a real movie. Yes, it is they, a real movie. Not, like the, the stuff they do in this episode is not from the movie, no. but that concept of, a movie called Paint Your Wagon, where Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood sing, is real. I've and never it's a seen Western. It. Did you see it? Hey, Have you seen I've it? seen 10 minutes of it okay. in clip form. I, sure. did, I saw a supercut of it, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen it, but uh, I didn't know it existed until like within the last year. I Clint thought, Eastwood likes to sing. <laughs> that's, that's a weird thing <laughs> for he, him to do. He sings the song at the end of Gran Torino. What? I don't remember that song. It's called Gran Torino. Oh. <laughs> It's just him playing a song at the end. He plays on his piano. He's like, Torino. I'll show you my Gran Torino made in 72. I learned not to be racist in the film <laughs> with you. Jeez. Um, but so the lead up to 
the premise of the episode, which is them singing and looking at old singing clips, is not bad as an idea. It's just such a like I like the I like the idea of Homer renting a western and being like this is going to be great. Clint Eastwood leave Marvin and then like wait they're singing, but then the pivot to him just hating singing in general is so dumb. And you know, and then it's of course the family's like, but we all sing all the time. Like that's the that's the idea, but I just don't like it. It's such a it's such a basic plot. Yeah, it's just so like. Uh, how do we get these singing clips into the show? Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> do you know many um musical episodes of television? Sure, sure. Do you have a favorite off the top of your head? Um, I mean, yeah, probably Buffy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean that's the right choice. But yeah, but I was just thinking about that because there are, um, there was this weird thing. Uh, I think late '90s, early 2000s, uh, and I'm thinking specifically Buffy and Scrubs. Yeah, they both do it. <laughs> Where Scrubs does it pretty a, well too. Yeah, well, they want to make a musical episode, but they don't want to just have it be a musical. They want an in-universe explanation for it. Yep. Right. And I guess I'm kind of wondering why uh, Simpsons didn't do that. Yeah. For this episode. Buffy you know? does it really well. Scrubs, not so much. Yeah. Scrubs is a goofy. Uh, it's premise. a it's a really gro- goofy conceit. It's real sweaty. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> is it ever? Um, that's actually one of the reasons why I think How I Met Your Mother's musical moments pay off a little bit better. Uh, just because they don't really care. Yeah, and there's like one episode where it just ends with a musical number. Yeah. Uh, the suits. Yeah. Or whatever. Right. It's great, and it's great because they're just like, yeah, whatever. We'll just do one. We don't need an explanation. Who cares? Uh, we have we have Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. A fucking tour de force. And then but in other episodes they, they have like uh reasons for me like uh Robin Sparkles and stuff. I, like I that, need right? to actually ask you something really yes. really important. Yeah. Um I loved him on that show when I when we were oh, watching yeah. it in the university and as someone who just who's just like been watching it a little bit, yeah. is his par- performance still good? I think so. I th- the thing is, I I think the the character is uh, a bit thin in the first like four seasons or so, mm-hmm. uh, but he's always giving it his all. And once they start to kind of develop his character a bit more, I think he does a really good job. Um, but yeah, long story short, I think he's the best part of the show, one hundred percent. Okay. Um, even though like I don't like that trope. Of like the, the the womanizer, yeah, the womanizer who's like, um, like the joke half the time is like, oh, I don't remember her name, <laughs> you know, like that right. that idea. And I know that's like the point is because they wanted to humanize him and figure out what to do with that kind of character. But it starts out where it doesn't seem like they're going in that direction. I think they realized after you know two or three seasons, like we should probably make him more than just this fucking piece of shit. You got to do something with yeah. this guy. But it, like the the beginning of it, you could. I could feel the writer just being like, yeah, no, we'll just have like a, a Joey type character, you know? Um, that's another problematic uh, womanizer character that I don't like. Yeah. And their solution for that is just to make him real big dum-dum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a sweetheart because he's stupid. Yeah, he's he's a dummy. He doesn't understand what um, French is. <laughs> that show's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad show. I don't like it at all. 
Like the joke is, he's trying to learn French. He goes bleh bleh bleh. Like no one, t- no one is like that. He's not a person. Anyway, um, should we move on? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's move on. We got a lot to get to. Uh, very quick reference desk. It's paint your wagon. Um, <laughs> I guess arguably the well, we covered all the other references. Yeah, well, that's earlier. the thing. Like the ones in the clips, I didn't want to go over again. Uh, arguably the uh, Clint Eastwood is dressed as his man with no name character. He sure is. Um, the poncho. Yeah, but that's it. Uh, he actually has a name. Blondie. Uh, it's a different. It's different in all three movies. Dagwood. That's yep. <laughs> All right, let's get to some listener mail. Do you have a favorite joke? Paint your wagon. Paint your wagon? Yep. Uh, My favorite joke, more specifically, is when Lee Marvin starts singing. Yes. I think that's actually very funny, where it's like... Gonna paint your wagon. Because I like like the fact that, um, you know, the first time the other characters start singing, it's like, they're actually singing. Like, they're, you know, Hank and uh, uh, Harry, I think. Or maybe Dan and Harry, whatever. Two of those dudes (laughs) are singing, and they're actually singing because they're good singers. And then Lee Marvin comes in. And you know the joke is going to be he's going to start singing too. But when he starts singing, it's like, uh, like it's so shitty. Like it's, it's purposefully so bad. bad. And I love. I think that's very funny. Someone in the writing room liked pay- like really enjoyed watching Paint Your yes. Wagon for this. <laughs> All I right, guys. It. Thanks for bearing with us on that. We're going to get to our mailbag. We mentioned in the past that we have been saving up. So we got a, a good chunk of mail to go through. And uh, thank you so much to everyone who's written us in the past couple months. Uh, we always appreciate hearing from y'all. It is extremely humbling to have you all write to us. It's absolutely crazy. So let's uh, let's get to your comments and questions. Should I start? Go for it. Okay. Uh, we had a message from Joey Jojo Shabadoo. Probably his real name. Uh, <laughs> and he had a question. Mm-hmm. Um, does The Simpsons work in other formats, or does it have to be a 22-minute show to be funny? Just asking, because the movie isn't great. <laughs> um, and only read one of the comics, and it was okay, and heard bad things about the video games. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we covered the movie um, we did. recently, and we more or less came down on it's overall not great. Um, it's not, like, as bad as the content they were spurning out at the same time as the movie, uh, like in that same era. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like, it was, it was a jump back to form slightly, but not enough for it to be good. Mm-hmm. And that being said, I don't think it's because it's a longer format that it is the reason it didn't work. And I don't know what you think, but I think that you could make a, f- a feature film of the Simpsons and it be consistently funny. Um, I think it's just, honestly, it's, it's on the writer's. And um, where the writers' heads were at, and if they wrote the movie in the late '90s, I think it could have been great. I feel in the movie, and I think we might have addressed this, that there is a very noticeable lack of trust in the writers' room, and it's evidenced by all of the writers that are credited on the. It's such a, it's such a hodgepodge. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, there's no cohesiveness. <laughs> like if. I think the biggest problem is that James L. Brooks comes back and tries to, tries to harness this thing his, that he has heart into it. Yeah, that he hasn't been doing for the past twenty years, and it's just like I'm going to come back to the Simpsons. I said, go away, <laughs> go away. Um, I think the Simpsons obviously works best as a twenty-two minute format, but 
<laughs> Honestly, uh, it works really well as 10-minute YouTube clips. <laughs> it works great as supercuts. Supercuts are great. <laughs> um, what about video games? Did you play any, any video games that, that stood out to you? I think the Simpsons game, the one just called the Simpsons game for 360 and PS3, uh, actually works really well. I never played it. Um, it's got a lot of the trademark humor, I think, of the show. And it was, it was refreshing actually. Cause they have, here's the thing. The gameplay is not great. It's not bad, but it's like, it's not, not anything amazing, but I played through the whole thing because I kept wanting to see the little, uh, little clips in between. And so if you get a chance actually, and any listeners out there, I would say if you get a chance, just go on YouTube and watch like the uh you know the movie version of that game whatever i'm sure someone put that together right oh yeah where it's like all the clips and maybe like some small bits of the gameplay to help with the story um it's a weird story it's very meta and very odd um and you play so many different like genres that's the other thing there's no consistent gameplay it's like each segment is a different like there's a call of duty segment there's a (laughs) uh like a um a gauntlet you know where where you are uh um, fantasy characters, um, so yeah, it goes all over the place with with that kind of thing. But uh, but I, I I thought it was pretty consistently funny. So hmm. that's my take. I never found the comics funny. <laughs> no, I think I think it very much does need uh, the voice actors. They're so important. I think they're so important. And the fact that yeah that that game had the voice actors doing the characters uh, is what makes it enjoyable. So yeah, without a doubt, it's. It's it's like it's probably why the South Park game works, right? It's just like you're playing. Which one? The both show. of them? They or both like work. Both the, they, the recent ones, anyway. Yeah, they both work. Yeah. Stick the, of truth and fractured butthole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know how long it took me to get that joke? Way too long. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next. Go for it. All right. This is from John. Uh, we got this way back in April. This is uh, subject. Mailbag segment. Update on the real spreadsheet. Oh boy, some real nerdy shit. Yes, here we go. He says, um, first of all, congratulations to me on my engagement. Woohoo! <laughs> and? <laughs> and to you for planning on going back to university if and when that ever is a thing again. <laughs> I mean, I could update you on it right now sure. if you wanted. Uh, I, I messaged uh, the person in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I need a BFA in film studies if I want to get a master's. So, oh, you need a BFA? Yeah, in film studies. In film studies. Yeah, I did ask if my BFA in dramatic arts would carry would over in some way, mm. um, but the answer is no. Ah. <laughs> at least according to her, I don't know. Right. But uh, so, I mean, my my plans at this point are still kind of very much up in the air. Uh, it's still something I'd like to do in the future at some point, but yeah. um, I'm considering. Maybe trying an, uh, an expedited uh, three-year to get a film studies bachelor and then a master's, but that's like five years of my life. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be forty by the time I get a master's. I don't know. Well, it's a it's a master. It's an MFA, right? Yeah, that's a terminal degree. That's a that's you you can go teach. I know, and that's that's kind of what I want to do. Like five years and you're teaching. Run. That's the idea. That's yeah. Go for it. All right, <laughs> all right. You convinced me. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, any, oh boy, John, 
John, you are just <laughs> just killing it. Just killing it. Let's uh, get the Coles notes. Okay, I will. Uh, he's at the start of season eight. He sent an email uh, ranking uh, seasons, and he got into the zombie years. And he's recently completed the ratings of seasons eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Uh, he rates them at uh, this is on a scale of one between ten. one to ten, and he goes into hundredths decimal points. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> super nerdy. Shit. Yeah. So season eleven is rated five point four five. Season twelve four point five seven, and season thirteen four point seven seven. Brutal. A little better. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Just brutal. Yep. Uh, I'm glad it kind of ticks up on uh on season 13 i guess i guess yeah uh his uh worst rated and highest rated episodes are listed as well yeah from each season from each season um he's done so much work it's crazy uh season season seven um mother simpson is his highest rated at a perfect 10 and then the simpsons 138th episode spectacular is his lowest at five season eight grade school confidential um, at a perfect ten, hmm. and Homer's enemy at six. Wow, uh, contentious episode. Yeah, season six, uh, his highest rated episode, uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns, and then lowest, another Simpsons clip show. Surprise, Makes surprise. Sense. Season five, top Marge on the Lamb. Lowest Bart gets an elephant. Season seven, uh, season it was a weird order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. Season three is Lisa the Greek at 10, and then when Flanders failed, season four is Lisa's first word. Oh, he's ordering by uh, season average. That's Ah, right. So season seven is his highest average season. Oh, I get it. I get it now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. Um, uh, Lisa's first word is uh, at 10. Very good. Thank you, man. Uh, And then uh, another Simpsons. It's come to this, a Simpsons clip show. Three. Yeah. Season 10 is Lisa Gets an A, and Monty Can't Buy Me Love with two. Wow, this is just brutal. Uh, Season 2, Lisa's Substitute is the highest ranked, and then The War of the Simpsons with the lowest ranked. Season 9, Lisa the Simpson is his highest, and then The Last Temptation of Crust is the lowest. Good. Good. No. You hear that, Greg? I see it, I hear it, (laughs) and it's I don't agree with it. Any narrow can't save everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to skip down here to um, his uh, top five episodes of season uh, Season eight. eight. Um, Hurricane Nettie, uh, The Twisted World of Marge Simpson, The Mysterious Voyage of Homer, um, A Millhouse Divided, and number one, Grade School Confidential, because he loves Skinner and Edna making each other happy. Oh, that's really yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. And looking forward to season nine. So I hope you're enjoying this. And he says, thanks and keep watching the skis. John from California. Thanks, John. Yeah, thank you very much. Love that nerdy shit. Yeah. Um, it's, there's so much data in there. I had to try and parse through it. But thank you, John. We appreciate it so much. It should be noted that uh, season nine is the lowest average season rating for the uh, Golden Years. Yeah, I skipped over that intentionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, season ten is better than season nine, according to John. Whoa, <laughs> woof! Average wise, average wise, average with hundredth uh, decimal me. rating. Excuse me, bullshit. <laughs> oh boy. Um, we got a nice message from Pretty Normal Media. 
um, which at first is, I was like, oh, is this another one of those, hey, we want to make your podcast great. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it'd be crazy if well, one of those were real. Yeah, right? <laughs> hey, I've been listening to your, your podcast and I really love it. I'm like, yeah, tell me one fucking episode. <laughs> Um, anyway, but, uh, so from, uh, from this friend, uh, which I don't think we got an actual name, but, uh, uh, pretty normal media is, uh, I guess probably their, um, company or, um, production studio. I don't know. Anyway, um, so been listening to us for the entire run of the podcast, uh, talk about, he talks about Simpsons, uh, I guess they, I should say they, I don't know if this is a man or a woman or a non-binary, um, uh, Greg and Alan, you guys are incredibly wholesome and always lifts my spirits to tune in. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. It's definitely a Canadian it thing. It is a Canadian thing, yeah. Um, that's, that's the answer to the question. A few thoughts that they'd like to share. Problem with Apu can be summed up as a change in writing that sadly occurred at the peak of Apu's character development. Season 7, we get much Apu about nothing. By season 9, we get the two Mrs. Nahasapima Petalons. And by season 11, we get eight Misbehaven. He goes from becoming a well-developed, very whole character to being reduced to a joke, which coincides with the show's overall decline in writing. So we kind of talked about that in uh, two Mr. Nahaspi and Petalons uh, that we covered recently. Yeah. Um, how, yeah, his character, uh, we we haven't dived too deep into the quote-unquote problem with Apu. Um, maybe one day we'll talk about that documentary. I still haven't watched it. Um, but I think overall we're kind of on the same page in that we like Apu as a character, but we also agree that uh, there's some problematic things that just, uh, we understand it being a thing when the show first started, but after 30 years, like just, you know, start to adapt. And, and they have now, like, you know, Hank Azaria said he's going to stop doing the character and, uh, there's nothing wrong with adapting. It's fine. Yeah. And, uh, rather than have weird little segments on the show where they call out the audience for complaining about it, like it's, that's weird. It uh, was a weird moment. Worst part. Um, so our friend here from pretty normal media is, uh, also 35. So shout out uh, team 85. Uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes confused by certain jokes because the character was being so astoundingly stupid that uh, they rejected what was the actual punchline. Hard to explain, but here's an example. When Marge gets on the radio to report Homer trying to kill her in the Shining parody, she ends with over, much to Chief Wiggum's relief. Uh, he couldn't buy that Wiggum thought the crime was over. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I think I've talked about some uh, some jokes like that where I'm like, listen... I understand it's a joke, but the characters shouldn't act this way. <laughs> it's too unbelievable. You've said that. Yeah, yeah. You've said that. But, you know, Halloween episode. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, the New York episode is one of their top fives. Also feel that despite the medical waste gag being one of the biggest laughs in the episode, it's an indication of a certain intentional lack of taste that the show would eventually lean into more and more. That's kind of my stance as well. Uh, much as I love it, the that sense of it feeling different than previous seasons is very evident. Felt that as a kid as well, and it pretty much perfectly coincides with the general consensus that seasons eight and nine represent a transition to a change in tone. I think it's, uh, I think in a way, it's uh, evidence of a sort of objectivity in art. Sometimes there's near universal agreement on something artistically, and whether this is because of a deeper connection people have with one another than they realize is a conversation for another day. Well. Thank you for putting it in your top five. Um, I think it's one of the great episodes of the series. Um, and I don't. <laughs> and I also really like. Uh, I, I I really like his uh, their their um, ability to see it as as a change in tone. And in this moment, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it 
definitely becomes a bad thing. But I think in this episode, in that episode, um, it's not a bad thing. Right. And I disagree. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, you know, that's the that's the contention. That's the world we live in. That's, yep. <laughs> um, our next email, come, we're just burning through here. Yeah. Comes from Vincent. Hello, Greg and Alan. Just wanted to jump in and say thank you for continuing on with season nine. Gives me something to look forward to every Friday. I'm especially looking for your opinions on this season, especially when Das Bus with Millhouse and Cynical Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. Well, I already got there. Um, you guys are nearing the end of your series, and I do wonder what would be next for you two. I believe after the podcast ends, you should both resume your movie podcast. You guys have a genuine passion for film and television. It's interesting to hear your opinions. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Alan and Greg, I got a weird question for you too. Oh boy. What is your opinion on the SpongeBob on the show SpongeBob SquarePants? Uh, I myself, coming from a newer generation, watched SpongeBob during its peak instead of The Simpsons at theirs. I always compare the two shows together. The first season's becoming a sleeper hit. Both are commentary slash satire of America. The Simpsons was the main animated hit for kids born between the 70s to the early 90s, and SpongeBob was for kids born after, let's say, 94. Both shows massively declining in quality after their peak. I just really want to know your opinion on the show. Thank you. So a couple of questions here. Let's start with SpongeBob. Yeah, this is great because I was thinking about this recently. Um, our friend Scoot, uh, who past and future guest, mm-hmm. um, has been doing these brackets on uh, on Facebook, and uh, the most recent one is was a best animated show, like television show. Uh, he intentionally left Simpsons off because we had already done a Simpsons uh, bracket, um, and SpongeBob was was one of the choices, of course, and uh, I. Kind of facetiously, but also not off of the truth, posted in one of the polls, Spongebob sucks. <laughs> and uh, I, it was, so I said, uh, hot take, Spongebob sucks. And uh, Scoot replied, that is a hot take. Please, please, like, expound. And I was like, I'll save it. <laughs> I never ended up doing it. But um, here's my thought. I, I haven't watched much Spongebob, so please take this with a grain of salt and don't uh my opinion could completely change if i ever watched more of it or you know gave it a fair shot but i really feel like my understanding of spongebob is this weird shift in kids entertainment and i do think it's more of a kids show than the simpsons um it's a weird shift in kids entertainment from earnest uh let's teach kids lessons about life and love and death and all this stuff to whoa it's so wacky oh what's going on you know and and that bugs me (laughs) like i don't like shows like that where it's just like bright colors and goofiness and like bubbles and butts and i think spongebob uh is one of the first instances of that kind of uh kids entertainment and it made the way for things like the minions and things like that, where I'm like, this, these are just like, like cloying, uh, crazy frog and hamster dance shit like that. It's just cloying and annoying for the sake of being goofy. So I never cared for SpongeBob. Uh, as I said, I haven't watched a lot of it. I've watched a couple episodes here and there, and I've watched the mo- the first movie because I was working at the movie store when that came out. And the only thing I really remember about that about that movie is David Hasselhoff. Um, 
because he appears as himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I never got into it. I never really understood it. Um, I think also just all this like subsequent media, uh, not media, um, but using the IP of SpongeBob in so many ways, like at theme parks or you know so many uh, material goods. It just like I was kind of overloaded with SpongeBob imagery, and it's the same with Minions, you know, where I'm just like, I've never watched Despicable Me or any of the Minions movies, but I hate them. <laughs> I want them out of my life, <laughs> and that's uh, it, it's not quite at that hard about SpongeBob because I do recognize there's a good chunk of people who, uh, as our friend who uh, Vincent, who probably grew up with it and uh, has a special place in their heart and that, that kind of thing. So like, I don't want to, you know deride uh things that people love but i just i think something like sesame street when i was a kid was just a lot more it's got goofiness in it but there's a lot more like just like let's just like try and treat kids on on like a similar level to us like we can't talk about to them about things exactly like we do with with adults but we're not going to like talk down to them either and i really like that approach to children's entertainment and education so what are your thoughts (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I've never seen an episode of SpongeBob okay. SquarePants. Um, <laughs> but you know, however, he lives in a pineapple under the sea. I do know that he lives in a pineapple under the sea, um, and he's porous and yellow and that sort of thing. Right. He has a friend named Patrick. Mm-hmm. These are the things I know. <laughs> uh, I think he works at a drive-in. <laughs> like a, it's like, a fast like food a, place. Yeah, like a yeah. restaurant of some kind. Do um, they drive in the, under the ocean? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know how these work, <laughs> how these things work. There's a squirrel who's the thing is, in an astronaut suit. The thing is, I'm just inclined to play devil's advocate here yes. and say maybe that this is the one, because of its cultural cachet, mm-hmm. that it has managed to build and sustain for fucking decades. <laughs> because like I remember hearing I remember like hearing the this the song for the first time and being like, oh this is a silly show for kids. Um and this was like when I was in high school when it first kind of like started popping up in my radar. Uh and then I was like, oh it'll go away. And it never did. It never did. So I have to think that there's got to be a reason. And Vincent's well-worded um, email here um, describing it as sort of a satire for a younger generation makes me think that that does, and, it, and he does mention that it has a definitive fall-off point yeah. and it has a peak. Yeah. So I'm thinking that maybe this is something I should look into mm-hmm. a little bit. Maybe I missed something. Yeah. That, there's a possibility. Then, then again, like I could, I, I it could just not be for me, right? Yep. I could very like we often agree on these sort of things. Mm-hmm. It could very well not be for me, but I think maybe I should see some like I should find an article about some of the best episodes and maybe have Give a look. A shot, yeah. yeah, have a look I at mean, those I best should, episodes. I probably should too. Yeah, like, that's what I was saying. You know, I've the the episodes I've seen have just been random ones here and there. Maybe I just <laughs> lucked out uh, in the wrong way. Yeah. And all the ones I watched were just garbage ones or something. I don't know. And I, again, like I can't remember. I could, if you ask me to describe a plot of any episode right now, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Plankton tries to steal the Krabby Patty recipe. Oh, there's a guy named Plankton, right? Yeah, he's like the villain. Yeah, sure. Um, and that, but like what I just said is like if I said, oh, sideshow Bob tries to kill Bart. You know, it's a it's a recurring thing, and it's the only reason I know it. Yeah. So, um, that being said, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I'm interested to hear other people's thoughts about SpongeBob. As yeah, well. me too. Yeah. Um, his other question is, what are we doing after this? Who knows? <laughs> Go and have a drink, maybe? 
Uh, I mean, I have, I have a couple thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we both do. Yeah. I mean, I think we'd like to keep talking to each other and on the internet in yeah. some way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, so I don't think we're going to go anywhere, um, even if we happen to go places uh, around the world right. differently. Yeah. We'll make time to podcast with we'll each other with it's each how other. our friendship has yeah. managed to stay alive really <laughs> over right. so many years for scheduling yeah and, it's yeah. It, honestly it's how almost any friendship should stay alive force yourself to hang out with yeah. each other one-on-one yeah. um it, even it, if, it makes it easier because it it's very easy uh you know if it's not a romantic partner or um uh, business part you know like something where where it's like expected to be uh, together yeah it's very easy for friendships to to fall apart and very without without um effort yeah you gotta <laughs> so. put in you gotta put an effort and like it's it's fun to put an effort when it's when it's this guy over here <laughs> that he's guy. pointing to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's me yeah so um I know I that's not a very concrete answer. Well, and like I said, I have a couple ideas, and I don't know how well any of them would work. I would say there's a probably obvious natural progression to this podcast once we finish season 10. Mm. Like, I think there's another animated show that we could cover. Yeah. That would be interesting to talk about. Yeah. Um, especially because it has a definitive ending. Yeah. Um, and but, ups and downs. And ups and downs and stuff I really love and stuff I have only seen once. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to to revisit and um, really, and really d- dissect a really flabby midsection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, don't talk about my my appearance. I mean, <laughs> been quarantined for a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, our next uh, email is from Michael. Michael Davy. Uh, Hi, Michael. Hi, Michael. Uh, huge fan. Love your podcast. Discovered you through Real Gems on YouTube. Had a lot of catching up to do, meaning uh, he can listen to an episode daily on his commute or his run. I love that stuff. Yeah. I love hearing that you listen to us on your commute or when you're exercising. That's when I listen to podcasts. I yeah. do it all the time. Me it's too. the best. And it's also when, when I find a new podcast I really like, that's sometimes the best thing. So you're like, oh, I got so much content. To, I don't need to worry about waiting every week. Yeah. Um, the description of the two-story outhouse gag in particular made me laugh out loud in public, earning me many weird stares. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, and then, so he he's finished his final year of film and television degree over in the UK and dabbled in podcasts and other audiovisual formats over the last couple of years. And next year, plans to take a full year to get, dedicate himself to several weekly podcasts and personal creative prog- podcasts. Projects. Pardon me. Um... And then uh, asks if perhaps he could be a guest one day. And you know what we say about that? Mm. Probably. Probably. <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very open to, to guests uh, in general. Um, I mean, it sounds like, you know, he's working in uh, media and that kind of thing. So probably got a good good handle on it. But uh, over in the honestly, UK. Over oh, in the UK, man. Yeah. This, is, this is from May. I hope you're doing okay, man. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, just in general, you may, you may have noticed in general this season we've had fewer guests, and I mean for obvious reasons, it's just a lot harder to yeah. a book them, b find them, c have them in the same room. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we're a podcast that really likes having our guests in the same room. We've yeah. been really fortunate over the past five years to have a 
roster of people who would who are glad to come over to my house and uh, hang out with us and and do this with us. But obviously, this has been a, a serious problem. Um, we do Skype in our guests every once in a while. It just like it takes so much energy on on both sides to just it, it's it's a huge adjustment. But it's not uh, it's not something that we're uh, resigned from doing no it's just less less common and it's definitely something we'll probably have to i think a lot of people in this uh current climate are also recognizing how much like video conferencing and that kind of thing just is never going to be the same as being in person with people uh you know friend hangouts things like that like there's just this weird like lack of energy uh like being able to feel the energy in the room is just so like you can't recreate it on no. Zoom, you know? No, I mean, like, if you guys want an example, listen to the episodes of this podcast where we were quarantined, where we were away from each other for the entire time, and we had we had guests on, thankfully, saving the show, yeah. essentially, until we could finally get back in the room and have enough energy to keep the show going. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, it's so different, and I... Oh man, I just hope this. Go- I hope you're okay, Michael. I hope you're yeah, doing oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was in May, so it's not like it was. <laughs> I don't, it'd be one thing if it was like, oh, January, <laughs> and now, yeah, you know, like before yeah. COVID really hit, but yeah. but still, yes, I I know what you mean. Yeah. All right. So we are going to head on to our next question. This is from a longtime caller. Uh, Coy, uh, it's a hard political question. Uh, several. Um, oh yeah, we got a bunch. Yeah, this is basically a lightning round. Here we go. Um, question one: Quimby or Sideshow Bob? Sideshow, Sideshow Bob. Bob. <laughs> uh, question two: Pineapple on pizza? Yeah, no. delicious. Absolutely not. Really? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want fruit anywhere near my pizza. It is Satan's asshole. <laughs> Wait. So, just to clarify. Yeah. Is it fruit in general or pineapple specifically? I don't want any fruit. No, I know, but like, I'm trying to think, is there other fruit as a common topping for pizza? I don't think so, but okay. if there was, get it out of well, here. <laughs> Actually, pear. Gorgonzola pear. Get is it, it out of here. A, okay. Well, I like it, so. Well, there <laughs> you go. All right. This is what might divide the podcast. Uh, well, <laughs> well, well, we'll, we'll order you a Hawaiian, we'll order me a pepperoni, you we'll be funny? fine. I Just as a, as a small aside here, uh, that... I've talked about this with some of my other single friends who are on dating apps and whatnot. Uh, that like prompt or that like question, everyone puts it on their fucking profile and it's so annoying. <laughs> so anyone listening, if you have a dating profile, no one gives a shit about your pineapple on pizza preference. Just take it off there. It's not interesting. <laughs> you're not quirky and funny. You're just you're exactly like everybody else if you do this. So Hey, what's your opening line? I haven't asked you this in a while. Uh, for like on a dating app, yeah, on, like, it depends messaging. on the person, Greg. Well, what's the one that you've used most recently? I, I don't, I don't want to dive into that. All right, like, fine. But, like I don't want to look into. That's I can't remember. And but no, I honestly, I'll look at their profile if they're if I'm interested. Then I'll like find something from their profile and I'll be like, but, hey, I see you like Disney parks. Have you been to a uh, Disney World? You know, like I'll I'll try. Right, and, right, right. Yeah. You, you try to cater it a, to the person. You ask a question. I don't have lines because those are stupid. No, you don't say. I try to talk to the person yeah. like a human being. And you don't say. And hey, guess what? Still single. So. Full stop. <laughs> well, maybe something's wrong. Maybe maybe you're trying something wrong. Maybe you should find a line. Maybe I should just ask what they think about pineapple on pizza. I That's have what a I copy just of do. the game if you want. <laughs> 
I need to insult them and neg them. Oh, oh God. I hate the world. Next question. Yeah, yeah, Still please. enjoying Rick and Morty? Yes. Absolutely. Um, the recent season was actually very good. I liked it a lot. Yep. Yeah. Um, is the capybara a fish? No. I don't know. I don't no, know what that it's is. It's a fucking, it's like a little, uh, um, I don't know what uh, rodent. Is. It's, it's a, a, it's oh, a rodent. It's a rodent. There yeah. you go. They're cute. Capybaras are cute. Um, how do you feel about pop culture themed weddings? Congrats on the engagement. Um, I'm for it. If that's, oh yeah, capybara is a rodent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just showed him a picture of a capybara. They're, um, they're real cute. So I, pop I, culture themed weddings. Yeah. I feel, Dumb. um, <laughs> I feel fine about it. If that's what you want. I mean, sure. then yeah, that's, live your life that's, and enjoy your life. But. That's what I mean. Live your life. Would I ever want one? <laughs> Fuck no. No. No, thank you. No. I think here's my, th- here. okay, here's my thought. I think it's fine to inject some pop culture things into your wedding. Making sure. it entire, like having an entire Star Wars wedding, I think is tacky. That's I honestly do. Very tacky. Even, even if it's, uh, again, like live your life, enjoy your life. But even if Star Wars is your favorite thing in the world, like you don't need to make it. You don't like because you're subjecting all your guests to that as well. You're you're forcing your your preferences onto onto your guests, and you could argue that's every wedding. But um, but there's I mean there's some decorum to it. I think mm-hmm. I don't know. Greg, if you're planning a Star Wars wedding, please stop. <laughs> this is my way of saying that. I saw the notes. <laughs> I will not dress as Chewbacca for your wedding. <laughs> Why not? It's just you know. It's just a, a furry it's suit. Honestly, very just, hot. It's honestly just a Star Wars theme best man. <laughs> you just want me to dress like Chewbacca. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be in a tux. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I thought you were gonna be Han Solo. Uh, anyway, next, next question. <laughs> Any plans to record an episode while floating on water? Any other fluids? I don't understand what this means. <laughs> me neither. Um, and then like, finally, like on a, in a pool, like we're. I think because we were recording outside. Okay. Maybe it's like oh, like maybe we'll go to the 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 lake. We're going yeah. to our friend's lake this weekend. Yeah. Let's record a podcast on the lake. Yeah. I feel like that's like you got all this electronic equipment. It's really it's dicey. So dangerous. Yeah. yeah, it's not worth it. So no. Maybe on the phone, I could make you maybe like take it out on a flotation device sure. and record it on the phone. Put it in a waterproof sack. Well, it's a iPhone. It's waterproof. You're waterproof. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and final question. With the recent success of SpaceX, should we launch Rosie O'Donnell into the sun? No. Uh, is that That's a joke about The Simpsons, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> I was like, that's really cruel, but I was like, oh, wait. That's, yeah, it's a that's Simpsons, from, from it's that a, uh, horror, uh, Trios of Horror yes, episode, right? Yeah, yes, it yeah. is. Um, yeah, no, don't do it. <laughs> Very bad, don't do it. Don't murder people. Um, <laughs> I don't know why we have to bring this up every episode, but please don't murder people. <laughs> Um. All right. Next. Next. Uh. Message. Uh. From Carl. Carl Gossick. I don't know if you pronounce that S. My apologies if you do. Carl's. Carl's. That's that's how that's what I call my sister sometimes. That's cute. Yeah. Um. Hey guys, love your show. Listen to you on the way to work when they send me to Northeast Ohio. I also play it in the. I also play it in the glass house stores when I'm working. Oh. What's a glass house store? I think it's where you sell glass houses. <laughs> oh. Don't throw any stones. Um, originally heard about it from the real gems. I know real original. Yeah, well, that's, that's pretty common. It's a re- you know we were really smart to get him on. Yeah, our we show. really were. <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, what a good get. Yeah, what a good... <laughs> look at all these people who listen to us now. Um, my sister told me about you because of your catchphrase, your encyclopedic... Uh, I'm going to say the, the actual one. Your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons seasons 1 through 10. Since in my family, I'm the main Simpsons pop culture guy. I even watch the DVDs with the commentary for fun. Same. Yeah. Uh, it's always been my favorite show to the point that I watched it every day in high school and was well known for always watching it. He was that guy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, it's and fun to listen. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to listen to other people's opinion on it. I do wish you guys would consider seasons thirteen through sixteen, which is like, oh, not eleven or twelve. <laughs> Just skip them. <laughs> uh, I think as far as the new Simpsons goes, they are the best, especially Weekend at Burnsies. Uh, maybe put that on our Patreon. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll re- do that right uh, now. Request list, because um, that sounds uh, like it could be awful, but. <laughs> I'm going to trust you, Carls. Also, maybe good. Yeah, who knows? Uh, also, let's be honest, Lisa Goes Gaga is without doubt the best episode ever written. God <laughs> is damn he it. trolling us God now? damn it. <laughs> Al Jean is without a doubt the best showrunner that they ever had. <laughs> He's trolling us. Dog, you got us. <laughs> uh, keep up the good work. Look forward, look forward to listening to new episodes. Let me know if you ever want a random guest. Now, if you'll excuse me, my boss is glaring at me like he wants me to go back to work. Well, well hope you should, got back to work. Good work. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad we read these in this order. I get to read this next one. The it's from Sam, mm-hmm. and, the, and the 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 subject line is a two story outhouse. <laughs> uh, oh my, hello! <laughs> Big fan of your show. Kind of funny to me that there's a pop culture popular theory that says deconstructing comedy is 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 inherently tedious and unfunny. Your show proves that entirely wrong. Thank yeah. you. That's so nice. Uh, shows you can be analytical about what makes us laugh while still providing a lot of laughs. My Simpson story. Thank you for providing us your Simpson story, Sam. My Simpson story is that I've been watching since I was two. Wait a minute. Sometimes real young. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> They get them young. That's true. The most notable thing about my Simpsons story was when I watched Treehouse of Horror 5 as a young kid, and it scared me so much, I banned TOHEPs from my house for <laughs> five or six years before I got over it. That's Wait, so cute. He, like, he chose? <laughs> yeah. I would do that sometimes. I would be like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Not that's, with that's no, amazing. not with Treehouse episodes, but like with certain scary things. I love that. Like, nope, not allowed in the house anymore. Yeah. Um, Dad, get it out. Get it out. <laughs> Funnily enough, when I finally watched The Shining, it didn't... Oh, The Shining. It didn't scare me at all. My favorite episode is Mother Simpson. I don't really have a question. Just didn't want to miss my chance to see Mr. T. (laughs) Uh, And he says, P.S. You were right. Only Connect is too England-centric. Even other parts of the UK think so. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But what a cool... Like, that's a cool premise. That's why that's why I'm always mad. <laughs> um all right. Next. Lydia. We have a message from Lydia. And this is kind of a plug too. Uh but we're happy if not uh, encouraged to help plug other Simpsons projects. Uh let me start off by saying that I love the podcast. I've been binging your show while I work, which makes my day go faster. You know, guests always have natural chemistry, which makes it a joy to listen to. Thank you very much. I've created a very up-and-coming YouTube channel about Simpsons series, both silly and kind of factual, and I didn't know what you guys, as infamous Simpsons fans, think. Love for you to check it out and give any feedback you may be able to give. Uh, So the first video shared here is the mystery of Hans Moleman. Um, I have not watched this yet, (laughs) 
but I'm going to click on it right now so it's in my YouTube history so I remember to watch it because I love shit like this. Um, so thank you for that. And uh, is there, do, I don't know, do we, can we do a link in the it's show notes? The, the channel is called The oh. Simpsons Theory. That's a good, yeah. yeah. That's so if you want to search The Simpsons Theory, go check that out. Um, she also has a video called Is Cletus a Millionaire? Um, among among other things, um, but yeah, go go check her out. Well, she's um, doing great. She's got she's got like over a thousand subscribers. Yeah, you're you're doing fine. I, I don't I mean, know if is, you'll this get. This is a, also like a month old. So. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you'll get a bump because of this, but I hope I, you well, do. I hope you do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe uh, her and Real Jims can collaborate. You know? Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. See if we can get her on the show. Um, thanks for that, Lydia. And oh, I'm gonna watch that one when I next get the chance because I love YouTube videos. Yes, he sure does. <laughs> I, t- I tell him every day. <laughs> yeah. Our next email comes from David. He's a new listener, uh, only started back in March, and he's one of our commuter listeners. Finally, now that I've got Disney Plus, I've been able to go back and rewatch the series along with the podcast. It's been a help for us too. Uh, loves the guest appearances, getting to know inside jokes, and learning things about the show I'd never noticed before. He's 23 and was raised watching The Simpsons with my parents every day after school before dinner. When I was a kid, I didn't really get the difference between a Golden Era episode and a zombie episode, but as I got older, I started to realize that I didn't like the new ones (laughs) as much as I liked the ones with the crappy animation, in quotes. Nice. Uh, I stopped watching religiously after they made the switch to HD. Uh, yes, a lot of people do uh, that same. Yeah. My dad always said things like dough. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and now when I revisit the series and listen to the podcast, it's always a trip down memory lane. Thank you guys for doing the podcast and committing to covering all my favorite episodes, as well as contributing to my understanding of why the series started to fail. Very proud of the fact that I watched seasons 10 to 20 so carefully. Oh feel like I accomplished something by making it through. Can't wait to see how y'all cover season 10. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that email, David. Um, we did have a message from Christy, but we're going to save that for the episode that uh, she is. She she has a bunch of thoughts on a specific episode that's coming yes. up. Yes, so we will we're save that. Just Christy, we're not ignoring you. Nope. We're going to save it for Lisa the Simpson. Yes. Uh, so we have a message from Andy. Uh, Andy, uh, you might remember me from such <laughs> TBN episodes and as and Maggie makes three. Um, as we featured his What's My Story oh, uh, cool. in that episode. Uh, just wanted to kem- attempt to get in another mailbag entry before you record your All Singing All Dancing episode. You, you did it. You nailed it. Uh, first, chime in on the ever-going debate of the quality of Season 9. I'll admit it's been a while since I've seen many of these episodes, but, what, for, but from going through the list, I do see a few that stand out as pretty good overall. In particular, Girly Edition, City of New York, and Principal and the Popper <laughs> were overall pretty positive for me. Interesting. <laughs> Artist subjective, man. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, again, I mean, we've talked about it. Principal and Popper is a funny episode. It's just what it represents that mm-hmm. I don't like. Uh, also, some very strong memories of quotes or scenes from some of these that last after twenty plus years. Um, I can often quote, "We were beaten by the best boy" from Bart Carney. Um, <laughs> even though I don't think the episode overall was that great, I could probably recite a bit of the Garbage Man Can song if I tried really hard. But across the board, I have to put my mark in the no column. No. Of the famous notepad talk. <laughs> I like that it's now just being called notepad doc. It's the what it is. It's what it is. <laughs> but not even a word doc, a no, notepad I doc. moved it over to notepad so I would have it on my phone all the time. <laughs> Amazing. Um, 
Uh, no column on the famous notepad talking whether season nine is good. I'd say season eight was the last where you could almost be guaranteed an episode would be top notch. I agree. One other minor thing in the Realty Bites episode, Greg was talking about the Peter Gabriel song outside window scene in uh, Say Anything, dot, 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 and that it's a movie about tax evasion. Just seemed like a little missed opportunity to not point out that some people call it tax evasion. <laughs> See, here's the thing. So rarely do jokes completely land in emails, but that's a really good joke. Thank you for yeah. that. Yeah, good work. I uh, just want to say again how much I enjoy your episodes and great insights. It's always, it always brings back great memories of the show. One of these days... I need to get on that Patreon thing, give these guys some support. Try to do that soon. I mean, we, you know, listening is uh, enough support, honestly. Um, thank you, Andy. Very much appreciate that. And uh, we got a few more. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank you for uh, helping us plug our Patreon very naturally. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Slash Boathouse Studios. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Cameron. Hello from Wales. Ah. From Wales. This is our first email from Wales. Cool. Uh, name's Cameron. Uh, not sure how to word an email like this, but I just wanted to say big fan of the podcast. Um, being a big fan of the series by properly watching throughout the golden age and then watching uh, then watching the podcast after listening to the podcast after each one. And it's been a ton of fun. Really given me a deeper love for the series and gave me a reason to buy the DVD box sets. The DVD box sets are the best. Yeah. Uh, just to give my story with The Simpsons. I've, uh, I've grown up with it. Be, uh, all right, let me try this one more time. <laughs> I've grown up with it very late, being 19. And it's weird to think that I was properly watching the series when I was around, when I was eight, around season 20. It's crazy to think I wasn't even around for the entirety of the Golden Age and not even until season 11. A fave ep of mine is Bart on the Road, for sure. It's great to see Homer in particular being a great positive in that episode and all around being real fun. Yeah, he's a good guy in that mm-hmm. episode. In comparison to some given, it was a, it was after the Simpsons mania. I've never had an issue of watching the series with my parents when I was younger. It would always be South Park and Family Guy I wouldn't be able to watch. I assume this is due to the show being perceived as fine for kids, given the current perception of the show. Um, overall, big fan of the series. Not sure if you're still keeping track, but I want to mention that I am definitely a fan of season nine no. and consider it a hard lock for the golden age. <laughs> Fave eps are definitely Despus no. and the New York episode. No. <laughs> uh, and to hey, ask a question, Cameron. what uh, ask a question? What do you guys think about the episode Barthood? Not mm. sure if you've talked about it before, but it would be a great ep to review of the zombie years. Um, I've actually put that into the document already so we it's might take patreon, a look at that for patreon uh, zombie years episode i have still not seen it me neither that's uh, the answer to your question unfortunately and we haven't seen it yet but we're going to i will preface by saying i don't really like the movie boyhood though so i don't either <laughs> i think moonlight is a much better version <laughs> yeah and it's told in half the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> and didn't take 20 years to film yeah you pretentious cocks <laughs> Uh, thanks, Cameron. Appreciate that. Uh, our next uh, one, we've just got a few more left here, everybody. Thanks for bearing with us here. Uh, from Morgan. Howdy, howdy, howdy do, neighbors. I hope you two are doing well and that you're enjoying your trek through season nine. Um, started listening on the Cartridge Family episode in May. Since then, you two and the lovely guests you have on the show have been made great ear company over an otherwise boring summer. Much younger than the average Simpsons fan at 19. Well, we just had another 19-year-old, oh, so go. maybe, you know. Um, I fell in love with the show last year as I prepared to go off to college, watching up until about season 11. The point where I realized the show was on a real downturn was at the end of season 9, 
with natural born kissers, where Marge and Homer become exhibitionists and start boning all over Springfield. Yeah, bad episode. But while I try to stay on the positive side of things, I'm afraid I'll have to go with Alan on season nine being altogether eh. Or eh. Or a. Um, but I feel like there's plenty of funny stuff to be found. Yeah, that's a fair. That's a fair assessment. As far as Simpsons stories go, when I was a bit younger, my younger sister and I would go to Universal Studios Hollywood over the summer since it was the closest amusement park. Awesome. Uh, that was where I f- was first exposed to Springfield and the Simpsons ride. Well, kind of a lame motion simulator. Yeah. Has a special place in my heart. On one of our visits, we came across a beleaguered father with a crying son, probably about seven years old. The dad approached us and asked if we'd be willing to take a Willie plushie off his hands. Uh, groundskeeper Willie, to be clear. Uh, I think the kid won it in one of the nearby carnival games, but it was pretty clear how terrified he was of Willie <laughs> and his strange orange fur picture is attached. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a fair thing to be scared of as a kid. Uh, since I'm not one to turn down free crap, especially free cuddly crap, I took it to this day. The watchful gaze of groundskeeper Willie keeps my bedroom safe from all manner of hoodlums and ghouls from a shelf above my bed. And I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> Little did I know that one day I would love the show as much as I do now. That's super cute. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if you can Google like Groundskeeper Willie Cupy doll, I think that's what that's called. It's got kind of the fur, the orange fur all around it. Uh, you know those carnival games where you try to knock down the dolls with the baseball? I might they... I might put this on our Instagram. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, yeah, that fur is there to like fool you into thinking that it's it's got a larger target than it does. Yeah. Uh, carnival games are garbage. We'll yes, talk about are. that next episode. Oh, yeah. I'd also love to give a special shout-out to the guests you have on the show. Greg and Alan are fantastic and the backbone of the podcast. I find that three is the magic number when it comes to podcasts, and I like the mix of old and new voices that come with having frequent guests. And I agree. I wish you guys luck as you race towards the finish line on this compendium, and who knows? Maybe I'll actually rewatch season 10 for you guys. Stay fresh. Morgan. Um, P.S. You better believe the gift shop was out of board license plates. <laughs> Always is. Yep. Oh, that's a nice email. I like that email a lot. And I really like the... Um, I accidentally archived it, so I have to go back and get it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. I have to go back and find it. <laughs> I was, Greg's really good at technology. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to download the, the image... <laughs> Of the of the Cupid doll, and it was like archived. Like, what? Shit! And I have to go back and get it. I just love the idea that there was some kid who won this and was like, "Please, I don't want this." And so the dad's like, "Someone, please take this away from us." <laughs> like, not just give it back to the person they won it from, like yeah. the, the game. There's like someone else. Please, please take it. Enjoy this prize. Um, our next our penultimate email mm. is from Matthew. Uh, Short and sweet. Yeah. Um, is his name not meant to rhyme with vague? Just an idea. Smiley face from Matt. He's talking about Ron Hag, a Simpsons writer. writer from, I think, last episode. I think so, yeah. Um, Miracle on Evergreen Terrace? Yeah. Um, uh, I Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> maybe. I like Haug. I do, too. <laughs> it's so rough. It will always be Haug. It's so rough. Um, final message. It's a good one to end on. Uh, this is from our friend Danny. Uh, I want to reach out and let you know how much I enjoy your podcast. I started listening to your podcast over a year ago. Not long after I started listening, I was going through the hardest time in my life. For a while, the only thing that could make me laugh were The Simpsons and your podcast. Not only do I like the podcast because you talk about the show that's been my favorite since I was little, but because I think you two are genuinely funny. I cannot thank you and your guests enough for cheering me up when I need it most and for t- entertaining me since that time ended. I also want to say that season nine is good. <laughs> Damn it, Danny. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, and that if I had to choose a favorite episode from the show, it would be Last Acres of Springfield, which is a very good episode. 
When I was in middle school, I would recite, recite, recite Grandpa's speech about tying an onion to his belt to the kids mm-hmm. on my school bus who weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons but wanted to, which was the style at the time. <laughs> I was also curious. Uh, okay, so here's a question for us. Mm-hmm. I was also curious if you ever saw the video on YouTube where Conan O'Brien interviews some of the Simpsons writers that he worked with. I found it interesting hearing stories from the old Simpsons writers, and I included the link in case you haven't seen it and would like to check it out. I have to warn you that Al Jean is one of the writers who gets interviewed. <laughs> Again, I want to thank you for your great podcast and help me through a hard time. Uh, I appreciate and look forward to continuing listening to your great podcast. Thanks, Danny. Uh, thanks, Danny. That's very sweet. And it's very nice to hear things like that. Um, you know, we do this because uh, we enjoy it, more or less. And uh, over the you know five years, it's been really great to get so many people uh, reaching out to us and talking to us about it and just uh, realizing that we're, you know, we're not just saying this stuff into the void. <laughs> so That's very helpful. Yeah. Having everyone, um, people like you, um, emailing us in. Um. And to answer your question, I have seen that interview. Uh, I th- I think it was one of the earlier uh, like YouTube interview videos, I guess, for lack of a better term, that I ever watched. Because I was like, ooh, <laughs> a bunch of Simpsons writers and Conan O'Brien, which at the time, like, Conan O'Brien was like my... I was so into Conan. Yeah. And like, I still love him, but like, I, I was like in the pocket so much. I think it was like right before he got the Tonight Show. So it was like peak late night or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, this is my kind of humor. Like, this guy rules. Um, so I remember watching that and it's, uh, it's very good. Uh, we can maybe link that too. I don't know. I don't know how show notes work. You do all that stuff. <laughs> uh, I do. Um, <laughs> and uh, Danny has, um, uh, that's the link that he's included. Here, right? Yes. Yeah. So I can easily do that. Yeah, you can just copy that. Um, but I mean, if you, I think round table. I think it's like Simpsons Round Table. Yeah. It's called. Yeah. Um, Simpsons Writers Reunion with Conan O'Brien. So you can search for that on YouTube as well if you prefer to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is very good. It's uh, it's like an hour and a half. So like it's a full, it's a full journey, and it's uh, it's very good. It's lots a good of, talk. Lots of great writers, and then also LG. I just want to say that. Um, this show has gotten me through a time that very much Danny has um, written to us about. I think it's probably gotten both of us through that. Oh yeah, where you just feel like eh, nothing. There's just there's just nothing, and I can barely even sleep. Everything is the worst. However, if I turn on this show, it takes my mind off of it enough, and I can finally sleep for a minute because I was able to laugh. Um, You're like Al Pacino at the end of Insomnia. Just let me sleep. <laughs> uh, I can finally sleep. Oh boy! Oh, here I go. Here I go. Time for slumber. I want it done tonight. <laughs> Click. Um, <laughs> but the point Sorry, is, the chicken was overcooked. Cooked. <laughs> I got three dead bodies <laughs> off of Venice Boulevard, Justine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a treasure. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> um, Sorry. Interrupting your heartfelt. Well, the, I'm just <laughs> uh, I'm just saying the uh this show is um it's always been there for both of us. It's been there for for you and it's probably been there for a lot of our listeners. And uh, just to be part of that community is very very important to us and thank you for letting us into that part of your life. Into your ears. Yeah. Um, something to supplement and augment your enjoyment of the show, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I think we like with a lot of these messages, both today and uh, just in the past. I think uh, something I've always been curious about with us going through this podcast is, yeah, that idea of dissecting comedy. Is it worth it? And I, I love doing it. Like, I love like figuring out why something's funny or why this makes me laugh. Yeah. And so it's it is it is nice for me at least to hear people say. Hey, I like that you do that. I like that you, you know, take a joke that I really like and say, here's why this works really well. Yeah. And it doesn't ruin your enjoyment of the joke. And perhaps it makes it even better. And that's that's how I feel about a lot of comedy where I'm like, I can recognize why this works. And that way, when something doesn't land for me, I'm like, here's why. You know, I feel yeah. like there's there's uh, such a weird like science to comedy, but it's also not something you can like create a formula for Mm -hmm. per se um there there are formulas and there are things that work but it's not always going to work like science you know like you you can't replicate the the formula and always get the same results and i think that's what makes it really interesting to me is that i love i love science and shit that's like two plus two equals four like i love i love no known things known quantifiable things in the universe but i also love weird abstract concepts like love and friendship and things like that so it's just cool to see those two worlds kind of come together in a way with dissecting comedy (laughs) it's a weird thing it's a weird intersection for it to happen at. yeah (laughs) yeah very much so um but you know i'm glad that we're doing it and it's uh it's been a lot of fun and we can dive headlong into the second half of this very weird season so weird yeah Our next episode is going to be Bart Carney, as That's I mentioned right. earlier, uh, an episode I don't like. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that'll be fun. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe we'll change our tune. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I'm going in with expectations very low. Yeah, and when that happens, I usually am pleasantly surprised. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'm just like, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, vindicated. <laughs> Oh, geez. Speaking of vindicated, mm-hmm. if you'd like to be vindicated, subscribe to our Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon. We have our Spider-Man commentaries, and in Spider-Man 2, we definitely vindicate you. That's right. And we have started our Dragon Trilogy commentaries, and we are, of course, still doing our Simpsons zombie years. And every once in a while, we'll just talk about a movie that we really want to talk about yeah. as well. Um, and I'd like to thank our newest patrons, uh, Lane, Benjamin, Terry, and Aaron. Um, we, of course, have several other patrons who we have uh, thanked as they have yes. come on out. And at the end of the season, we will thank you all once again. <laughs> but those are our newest patrons, and we are very happy to have you on board, as well as our uh, long-running patrons. We couldn't do it without you. And welcome to those uh, new patrons to the fold. Welcome to the neighborinos. That's right. And uh, we invite all of you to join as new neighborinos as well. And if you can't, that's totally fine. We appreciate you listening anyway. Um, In the meantime, I'm done. So, (laughs) Alan, you take us out. Uh, yeah, thanks again, everybody, for listening. This is a longer episode, but that's because we uh, didn't have a lot to say about the actual episode, so we did our mailbag, and that's what we planned. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed it, and uh, we hope to see you next time for another deep dive into Bart Carney. Um, you can email us at thehammockdistrict on 3rd at gmail.com. Numerical 3. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, Bad Neighbors Pod, or Two Bad Neighbors. And you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon at Boathouse Studios. House spelt the German way. Two bucks a month gets you all the content that you crave. Boo, 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 boo. 
Yeah. Um, we'll see you next time, everybody. And remember, keep watching the skis. Gonna paint your wagon. Gonna paint it. Gonna paint It's made of wood. Gonna paint your wagon. Gonna paint it fine. Gonna use oil-based paint, cause the wood is pine. Pine your wagon.